On this latest episode of the Courage Podcast, I get to speak with Victoria. You may have heard of her before. Her and I, uh, she was my client before, and now we're just great friends. And she is out there coaching women on eating intuitively and really loving who they are and how they feel. And so her and I get together and in this episode. We talk about how our context, our perspective of things really shapes our experience more so than the experience ourselves. And it's hard to remember or recognize that when we're in the heat of the moment. So we offer up some solutions and opportunities to discover what your context is in the face of the coronavirus and anything else that you may be disempowered by. Well, looking forward to having you here and excited that you chose us as your podcast. Let me know if there's any questions. You can find me on Instagram at Simon Pelland. You can also find me by emailing me at pelland.simon at gmail.com. Here for any questions you have and hope you enjoy. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Weighing and Unhappy. My name is Victoria Evans, an intuitive eating coach, and I am so, so excited to have relationships coach Simon Pelland with me today. So welcome, Simon. Thanks so much for having me. And every time you say the name of your podcast, I'm like, that is it. That is just such a solid name. It says so much with a few words. I, I love it. It's still, I think, one of my favorite podcast names. Oh, well, I mean, thank you. That's a great way to start a podcast. <laughs> say more things to me. What else do you love? <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I, I always, I think whatever you say it, I'm like weighing in on happy. Because I know, you know, so much of what you focus on is being able to have people be comfortable in their skin. You know, and, and that hits the mark. And, and what do we all want more than anything? To be happy. Like, that's what the heck we're doing here. Um, and I just think you just, you just nailed it with that. Oh, well, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and so... audience, she, didn't, she didn't know I was going to say that, by the way. No, audience. we didn't plan that in advance. But like, you started off by saying a lot of nice things about me. And then yeah, I'll just say things and nothing back. <laughs> Oh my God. Wouldn't that be funny? I bet you some people do that. I bet you're, like, oh, okay, so sure. you're going to give me this compliment and then I'm going to say this and I'll compliment you. And then we'll both like really kind of put you up on our high horse. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet you people totally do that. And then we'll both do our laugh. Ha 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 ha. Scripted like an insert oh like in like brackets. Anyways. So I messaged you the other day because I was like, Simon, I feel like the world is kind of upside down right now. And when we worked together a few months ago now, a lot of it was talking about transforming fear and connection and kind of what was possible. And right now I feel like there's a lot of fear that needs to be transformed. A lot of things we need to work on connecting and really starting to see what is possible for us in our life. Um, Cause it can be tough right now. It can be really tough right now what's happening in the world. Um, and so it kind of just like popped into my mind. I was like, you'd be a great person to have this conversation with. And I love our podcast so much. We have a great kind of dialogue and a lot of people respond really well. So it's like, perfect. And then you're like, yep, let's do it. So here we are. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah. I love, I love connecting with you on podcasts. And I think uh, I was really glad to see your message. Cause I think you're right. I think, I mean, never in the history of the world has anything like this happened mm -hmm. where we're suddenly put in all in the same position obviously different governments are doing different things depending on where you live but we're all facing the same thing and we can't hide whether you're um, old young different race different religion this is kind of the first time you can't really pick a side it's humanity mm -hmm. on the same team here so yeah I figured we could you know I just want to maybe start off by getting into 
kind of understanding what people might be going through right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can touch on a few things uh, that maybe people you've talked to that are going through and some people that I've talked to going through and then you and, you and I personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now I'm feeling and talking to a lot of my clients and there's this huge idea of feeling very stuck and feeling almost like claustrophobic in their life. Like they, they don't have that sense of freedom that they once had, which is really difficult for me to coach from because a lot of the work, which is great because it really challenges me, but a lot of the work I do is around this idea of like abundance and giving yourself permission to eat and go out and do all these different things. Um, and so it's been a real challenge for me as well as working with my clients to start to shift this narrative of, okay, we don't have all the things that are regularly available to us, all the different foods, the different opportunities to go outside and, you know, working with women who struggle with a scarcity mentality and restriction, living in a world right now that is struggling with a lot of scarcity and a lot of restriction and a lot of fear. Um, it's really had to push me into, you know, get into the space of like, how can I help these women? And then for those women, you know, really testing me, um, and working with them to find spaces of abundance and find that feeling of freedom when it feels like the world does not necessarily offer that. Um, so definitely a lot of feeling kind of alone in that, feeling a lot of scarcity. Um, and yeah, that's kind of a lot of the things that are coming up in my life. What are, what are some of the, uh, the situations some of the women you're talking to are in? Like, are they working from home? Are they like, are they all over the world kind of thing where different government regulations or what's, what's kind of the circumstances that people are finding themselves in? Yeah, it's interesting to have watched how it's escalated over the different clients. So um, in terms of, you know, I talked to some people like in the Netherlands and there, you know, it just started to pick up um, and now everyone's on complete lockdown in the States. It was kind of okay. And now no one can leave the house. And so um, more or less everyone that I'm talking to and working with is essentially on a lockdown. Like they're essentially, they can't leave their home. Um, some people can still go out on walks. Other people cannot. Um, and so a lot of the situations that are coming up right now is people are traditionally have been working, you know, in a corporate environment, whatever. Now they're working from home. So it's a complete shift around changing their routine. Um, you know, even like food availability, it's like they went from having more like scheduled routine, you know, this is lunchtime to now food is available all the time and I'm bored and I'm stressed. And, um, yeah, so there's just a lot of, everything just feels very upside down for a lot of people right now. And which can be really triggering, especially for people with an eating disorder, where an eating disorder, a huge part of it is the control aspect and how right, the routine, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So that's very difficult right now because things feel very out of control. Um, and people are trying to reestablish some sense of control and their routine in their life and helping women to not turn to food or controlling food to do so. Yeah, the routine just kind of flipped on its ass. Eh? It's mm -hmm. like, I mean, who could have no one? None of us were prepared for this. Like, hey, you, you, what are you going to do when you can't leave your house? Uh, what? Why would I even ever have to think about that? Mm -hmm. And so it's like really cool too that you and I both work in a profession where we're talking to people all over the world. Like I'm talking to people everywhere from the Middle East to New Zealand to Europe to Canada to the United States. And it's like really interesting to hear how different governments have been like, hey, now we're going all in with this thing. And oh no, we everyone can still go to the beach and be in crowds of a hundred people. And then over here, no, no, no beaches. You can't even like stand within five feet of the person you're in line at the grocery store with. And it's like really interesting how like the globe 
is interacting differently with it. Um, and how some people I'm talking to have such a different dynamic with it. Like, like I am talking to someone who's, you know, got kids and now she gets to spend a ton of time with her kids. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool. The kids are home and we're playing games and this is awesome. But also the kids are only playing with themselves. So they're totally annoyed with each other and mm -hmm. miss other humans and can't go to the basketball court outside because they taped the rim up because they think passing a ball around can spread it. And, and uh, then I'm talking to someone else who's, you know, lives alone and, and is just crushing Netflix, just like absolute parked it on the couch and enjoying that and allowing themselves to slow down. It's really great. And then other people who are in and out of these anxious mind states of like, holy shit, like how long is it going to be? Like, I just lost all my source of income. I got bills to pay. I was already kind of paycheck to paycheck. Like, okay, two weeks. I can last two weeks. Oh, what if it's a month? And then suddenly we go down this rabbit hole. And I caught myself doing that a few times because I just was watching the news a bit too much. You know, I was like following how many cases here and what are the projections and could be like our prime minister is saying until at least July. And then next thing you know, I'm like, but uh, there's things I want to do. Like there's like, no, no, like I can do a month maybe. Okay. And the next thing you know, I'm like, well, what if, what if, and it's, it's freaky. It's really freaky. And my girlfriend and I kind of made a rule that we're actually, we don't talk about it anymore in the house because mm -hmm. it just doesn't do anything. Like we're like, we know what we got to do wash our hands, stay away from people. What else can we do? You know, her and I aren't doctors. We're not going to cure the damn thing. So follow the rules and work on our business, learn a new skill, practice different things. What else is there, you know? So limiting the, the, the media consumption has definitely helped mm -hmm. for me. Media consumption for me, as well as, well, the first thing is if I do want to go and check. So even for example, we get the messages for the emails from the government um, periodically. I don't know if you're signed up for Canadian government that sends you all the different emails um, that you're abroad, but so I registered with the Canadian embassy so they know that I'm here. And like every single day they send an email being like, it's a state of emergency, no, no, no. And I'm yeah. just kind of like, okay. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to stay up to date. So what I do right. is like, good headspace before I open it. So I do like some box breathing, I chill out because I'm like, I want to see what they're saying about right. this in general, just because I don't want to miss something that's actually super, super crucial that is really pertinent, like uh, pertains to me. Um, it's a real push and pull. It's a real like, it's I want so to know, but I don't want to know. know. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm no longer checking social media. Um, and I also cut out certain people from my life. Like I very consciously, people who were so like, it's the end of the world and you're not coming back home. And oh my God, what happens and this and that and this? And I'm like, I so appreciate your opinion. Like, I know that you care about me, but that's, it's not helping me. Like I'm doing what I'm doing here. I'm taking precautions. Um, and like, I, I had to distance myself from a lot of people and oh my God, I feel so much better. I did not realize how much certain people, because it's, it's funny, everyone's like, reach out, connect, talk to everyone. But who are you talking to? Who are you connecting with? Yeah, because what are they saying? That, yeah, who, some people that you're connecting with are more detrimental. And I, and I talk about my coaching, like energy vampires. <laughs> like who in your life right now is an energy vampire who's just like sucking the soul from you, yeah. especially in this pandemic. And 
you know, a lot of us relate to each other and we feel connected when we have some kind of a, a common enemy and some kind of a common thing going on. And so a lot of us are like, we can all gather around this Corona thing, something we can all talk about and share and all yeah. this, but it's not serving us at a certain yeah. point. Like you said, like, you know, we're not, you know, between you and I, we're not doctors, the two of us, we're, we're not about to solve this thing. So continuing to talk about it on a loop doesn't do anything but put it into a space of fear and a space of frustration and really just like, it doesn't makes me want to not get out of bed and just start yeah. like, and like, who's that helping? Yeah. We had a, I had a complain fest kind of person recently that I no longer am messaging or avoiding in person completely. Cause it was just exhausting talking to this person. And it was like, how to manage my energy. And I have a rule, like I have a rule I stole from my uncle in my relationship and everywhere in life is that you get five minutes to complain. You get five minutes, complain your ass off, and then once it's done, it's done. Now let's go do something about it. And I think, you know, the reason why you chose to have this podcast and the reason why I signed up for it is we're kind of in that flux state of how long, mm -hmm. you know, how, what should I be prepared for? And we kind of got to get comfortable with being unprepared right now. Like if we really want to have any kind of enjoyment or productivity during this time, it's not going to be forever, but none of us know how long it's going to be really. And so that's why I haven't watched the news as much at all anymore really is because people are like changing the dates every single day. So if I get attached to it being July and then tomorrow it's August, I have to deal with that disappointment. And so it's like, okay, what's going to happen is going to happen. I'm done complaining about it. I'm doing my actions. What can I do? You know, this, this is an amazing time to be learning new skills and to be connecting with each other and the environment. Oh my God. I'm so excited for mother nature. Mother mm -hmm. nature is breathing big right now. Like the I animals. It was. was it, I forget what country it was, but it was saying, um, the sea turtles, like thousands and thousands and thousands of sea turtles were laid. And I was just like, that is so cool. Like, so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. So cool. Well, I heard of some canal in Spain right now that normally you can't see two inches deep for the first time in like 10 years. They're seeing fish swimming in it. Yeah. And that's only after like a month of people shutting down. Like it goes to show how much what we're doing is damaging. And this is going to be like, this is so going to change us for the better. Yeah. Like this is so going to change for the better. Stop spending money on stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Realizing like, oh my God, spend money on things I love that are valuable to me. And so it's really great, but we kind of also wanted to get into this conversation because it was like, how can we support people who are in that tough context mm -hmm. and they want to shift the context? Cause mm -hmm. big thing that I go to work on is that the context is decisive. That is to say that how we look at something completely shapes our experience, yeah. not the thing we're looking at. Mm -hmm. It's how we look at, I'll say it again, how we look at something completely shapes our experience, not what we're actually looking at. So that's why you can see we're all looking at a pandemic. And yet some people are playing music from their balconies and causing people to sing. And some people are scratching their eyes out with stress and fear. And some people are buying all the toilet paper. <laughs> so this, the same, same events, different experience. So there's something we can, we can do there. Mm hmm. Yep. 
So I want to kind of paint a little picture here that might provide people an understanding of context that uh, an accountability buddy of mine did the other day on, uh, on a call. And so I'll kind of do this exercise with you and, and hopefully the listeners will discover something out of it. So let's say we take a sheet of paper and I was to draw um, a circle right in the middle of the paper. And if we were to look at that in the context of geometry, I kind of gave it away, but what would that be? A circle? It would be a circle, right? It's a geometry <laughs> circle, right? <laughs> like, I was like, is this a trick question? <laughs> this is a trick question. <laughs> and if we were to look at this uh, same you know, symbol in the form of, in the context of the alphabet, what would it be? Oh. It would be an O, right? Exactly. And if I was to say, if we were to look in the context of the relationship with your mom, what would that be? An egg. Interesting. See, there you go. You went with egg. Like, who knows? <laughs> That's hilarious. What made you go there? Thinking of like your mom cooking or something? No, I was thinking like an embryo. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, that's so cool. See, I love it. So same symbol, different context, right? I actually just set up a context for you and you came up with egg. That's so brilliant. I, my, my friend shared me the example. He, the most, uh, the, the most memorable example he heard was he did this exa exact same thing and he leads some courses. So he's got lots of people he works with to kind of test this with. And uh, someone said, it represents the hole in my heart from not connecting with my mom. And it was like, holy shit, like, look at how a context completely shapes our experience, mm -hmm. right? And so in order to actually shift our context, first we gotta be aware that there's actually one in place, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so we gotta actually be like, well, what am I thinking about this thing? What, are, what thoughts are present? You know, yeah, maybe it's, it's like taking a yeah. step back and kind of like almost bird's eye viewing the situation versus being so in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really important to like articulate this to ourselves and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you're alone. So journaling about it might be a great idea. Like, what are you actually thinking? I'm worried I won't have enough money or I, I really miss hugging my friends or mm -hmm. whatever it might be, but articulating it like this is what I'm present to. Okay. I'm present to lack or scarcity. And then it's like, okay, well, what context do I want to have? Not necessarily how am I going to have it? You know, you and I worked a lot on this. It's like the how really gets in the way of creating. Mm -hmm. If we want to figure out how to do something and we don't know how to do it right away, we kind of cut ourselves off at the knees and say, oh, okay, that's not possible. So we're first like, well, how do I want to look at this? Well, I want to look at this as a great opportunity to slow down um, I want to like, I'll tell I'll talk from my personal perspective. I want to look at this as a wonderful, uh, exercise in my ability to adapt. Mm -hmm. Like I'm kind of looking at this, like if I can adapt in this situation, there probably is nothing that I can't adapt to. So what a great exercise in me doing that. And my fears will come up and things will come up, but now I'm coming at it with this context of like, okay, roadblock opportunity to adapt not mm -hmm. roadblock shit oh my gosh i thought this and so on and so forth so yeah what, what for myself like i'm it's funny because like i'll have these moments of like it'll hit me in waves you know like so it'll be and, I, and it's almost like when someone passes away and i feel like i'm kind of mourning my freedom mourning you know this version of myself that i was who had all these opportunities and almost like 
being like, wow, did, I didn't even appreciate it before. You know, like when you have a stuffy nose and you're like, man, I didn't even appreciate I could breathe. And it's like, now I'm looking at it. Now this whole new appreciation. But like you said, I look at it as a challenge and, you know, I'm getting triggered sometimes with like eating disorder things and with my, with my clients. And I'm like, I'm so much a better coach and I'm, you know, where I, like I'm reaching whole new levels of recovery and freedom and what I'm able to do because instead of looking at this as like, fuck, like I'm so screwed right now. Like there's scarcity, people don't have money, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, let's get super creative. Let's get super inventive and slow down. Like you said, and having just that intention and releasing a lot of the, how we're going to figure it out. And just having the intention behind it of like, it's going to figure it out. Like we're going to, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you can be okay in this situation, yeah. You know, what, an, what a muscle that, that we all would have to adapt mm-hmm. in any situation. That being said, the big one is giving up like, oh, well, how? Mm-hmm. Be willing, not how, but be willing to discover, be willing to continuously take steps forward. And uh, as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about how um, I think one of the hard things to deal with is not having like your team around you, maybe like your work mm-hmm. team or something to like kind of help you be accountable. Because if we're at home, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to, you know, watch Netflix for 12 hours, which might be exactly what's necessary for you at that point. Mm -hmm. That might be so great to do that binge. I have a client who did that and she like gave herself permission. It wasn't like I'm doing Netflix to avoid something. Mm -hmm. It was like, I really want to watch this show right now. And Mm -hmm. then she, it took a little while. It took like one or two episodes to get there. And then she enjoyed the crap out of it. And then the next day she so didn't want to do Netflix that she went and started painting that she hadn't done for months and she loved it to the joy of it. And one of the things I constantly am talking about with people is taking aligned actions, doing what feels good, not forcing yourself, doing what feels good. So it might feel really good for, you know, whoever's listening to, to have a nap, to watch some Netflix, to start writing a book that you put off forever and not to make any money off, but just to start writing. Not to look way, get way ahead of ourselves, but just to start being open to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be challenging and that we might be alone. So it's really valuable to start talking to some, some people that maybe could be your accountability buddies or to get really in tune with what feels good. Maybe you forgot, you know, what you like. And that can be scary too. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of, I got a ton of compassion for everybody in this situation. You know, it's like, who's supposed to know how this is going to go? That's it. And there's no right or wrong way. And I feel like there's a lot of judgment happening right now around how people are spending their time. Yeah, like there's said, tons. When you give yourself permission, then that's exactly, and like it feels good to you, then that's exactly what you need to be doing. So for me, some, the other day it was like, what feels good for me right now? Lying on my bed and crying really hard. And it felt <laughs> fucking great. Right after I was like, I feel awesome. I'm ready to carry on my day versus resisting 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 judging i shouldn't feel this way blah 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 and then carrying that with me yeah um, versus just yes. like i would feel really good if i just like let this happen and i just processed it and then now i've started coloring at night like i have brought out my coloring so similar to the painting thing it's like right let myself feel that without that judgment it passed and then i was able to be like what would actually also feel good right now oh some coloring which i haven't done in so long but now right. i'm like just regularly coloring because it just makes me happy and I find it's very calming and feels good. But, and I, I was talking about my story the other day, like there's so much like, oh, before COVID, after COVID, like I gained 15 pounds. Oh my God. And like, there's just so much 
just so much judgment, so much shame around people and how they're coping right now. And like, we are in uncharted territories. So if you are going to the kitchen right now and you are eating the food and that is your coping mechanism and that is helping you, then you fucking go. And if you are not able to work out and you're gaining weight, your body has changed, then that's okay. Like, it's okay. Like stop yeah. judging yourself and give yourself that permission to just get through this time and do it, you know, do it as much as you can with things that make you feel good, but know that you're not a failure for gaining weight or for not writing the book or for not, you know, mm -hmm. writing the, whatever it is, like building your whole new kitchen or something like you're allowed to just be human and just exist in this moment without it having to be contingent on achieving something. Yeah. And I really hear how you, you, what you really focus on is that the permission is the start of the transformation of it. Yeah. You know, it's the pushing against that coping mechanism mm -hmm. that further gives it more juice mm -hmm. and momentum. And it's like, okay, when I give herself permission to do that thing, now I see a way out of that thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know you're a huge proponent too of like, like you said, lay on your bed. I just had cried it out because you believe that, um, you know, that takes the backpack off of bricks that you're carrying around and you get to feel light. And I completely agree with you on that. Like letting yourself put the bag down, you know, letting yourself be fully self-expressed and have that alone moment. You know, you don't have to do that in front of anybody else. It's, it's you. We're in this moment where we get to be alone and we get to really let some of those things out. And I also know what can also seep into that is, you know, getting in a swirl of thoughts that are not productive and feeling really freaked out. And we've got a lot of time to be in our heads, mm -hmm. which can be a little messy in there. Yep. A lot of people, they never want to go there and they haven't been there. They spent so yeah. much of their time you know, competing in the busy Olympics of how many emails can I send? How many different events can I go to? And then at night, even, you know, when they get home, it's like, how many shows can I watch? Because they never actually alone with themselves. They've never actually mm -hmm. sat down and got present to what's there. And that's scary for people. Like you said, like people have not looked into what's there. And it's, again, like there now is the opportunity to like, who am I? What is there when I strip away all these things that I've been running so quickly from and I'm standing still? what is there and do I like what I see? And it can be scary, but also if you don't look at that now and if you don't address that, like where are you going to be in 50 years? You know, like, yeah, you get a chance to interrupt it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We really get a chance to like pump the brakes and, you know, look at the map, look at the trajectory we're headed towards. Mm -hmm. Is that really where I want to go? Mm -hmm. And so what I'd love to um, kind of spitball with you here is like, um, what are some ways that we can look at, this experience you know maybe some people are like well i don't see another way so mm -hmm. maybe we can provide you with some potential examples of mm -hmm. what is available right now so i figured me and you could kind of go back and forth with that what do you think mm -hmm. yeah sounds good do you want to start it off or want me to sure yeah um, well one of the ones because the first thing that came up for me was scarcity around money yeah. that was my first thought it was like what's going to happen to the economy? I actually wasn't thinking about the health side at all. I was like, mm -hmm. what's going to happen to the global economy? We're all dependent on money moving back and forth, exchanging hands. What about businesses for people who are open that need human beings to walk in the door? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that just, that kind of freaked me out. And then, and then 
I was talking to someone and I also was like letting something go. And I recognized, well, what am I spending my money on right now? Um, coaching, food delivery services, um, Netflix. Um, like there are businesses that are seeing the best growth they've ever seen in history. And I started talking to someone, they're like, I couldn't buy any uh, home fitness equipment because they were sold out. And it was like, if you own a fitness home equipment store, you are raking it in right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there are actually industries right now that are thriving in ways they never have before. Mm-hmm. Alcohol industry is kicking ass right now. People are drinking more at home. Mm-hmm. There's food delivery services are crushing it. You know, this is a wonderful time actually for personal development. You know, you have time. We mm-hmm. have time to do it. We're stuck with our thoughts. We want to transform something. We want to create a new trajectory for our life. Like there are things happening, but it was easy for me to go to the, holy shit, there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. But I had to pause, be aware that I was going there. I was creating the context. and like, what else could it be like? Mm-hmm. So what are some ways you see that we could look at this or you've been looking at it? Um, so one of the first things that came up for me was kind of the mental health side of things. Um, so people who are stuck inside all day long, who don't have access to potentially like a gym, things that really helped them to shift their anxiety, shift depression. Um, People who are stuck inside, who can't regularly go out and connect with people that they normally would have and are now stuck inside with their own thoughts. Um, I looked at it and I was like, shoo, like how is this going to impact people's mental health? Um, Because I know for myself, like a huge component of me feeling good is my daily routines and the daily things that I do. And when those are taken away, I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's really intimidating. But similar to kind of looking at it like a a coin with two sides, it's like now I've developed completely other different mechanisms to help me with my mental health. So I was talking before like coloring. Now I like regularly FaceTime my, my family. Whereas for a little while there, I was kind of doing my own thing. Um, I'm prioritizing things that make me feel good. So I signed up for an online dance membership, like, (laughs) and I've been dancing here in my little tiny apartment thing. Um, and like adding in these different ways and looking at it as, like you said, like a challenge and opportunity. And for everyone around the world who's also in the same boat and feels really isolated and feels really disconnected. And the irony is that like, kind of, we all feel lonely at the same time. And there's so many things that are coming up right now for people to connect. There's so many like free online yoga classes. And I know my sister, um, she's out in Alberta and Canada and she was stuck at home and Lululemon did like a live online yoga class. And they were all like lying on their backs, like in pose, like their feet kind of up holding them. And the, the instructor was like, there's thousands of thousands of you around the world all lying in this exact position right now take a deep breath in, exhale, everyone exhale to the oh, same like, So this feeling of unity, um, and that's available to us, knowing that everyone at home is feeling this way, everyone at home is doing that. And so looking for opportunities to connect with that, like the live yogas, the, you know, like even the coaching, like I've had just incredible calls lately with women, really digging into things and making incredible shifts because we've been put into this context and almost backed into a wall or a corner And now we're just having these crazy breakthroughs because all these different things are, you know, in front of us and we get to look at them head on. Whereas in our regular, you know, day-to-day life, we wouldn't necessarily have been confronted with them. 
So it's like just really cool shifts are happening. Um, and you can choose to look at it this way that, and like you said before, like if you can get through this, if you can get over this, if you can develop really cool routines and skills and coping mechanisms and changing and transforming how we think and like, we're fucking unstoppable. Like we can fucking handle anything. And I know I was talking about how my brain works, like and how our brain works. It, it goes from a space of evidence and it, when it feels safe to do something, it's going to feel safe to do more of those things. And so right now, when we're conquering all these things and these fears and digging into who we are, we're creating this evidence, like we can get through this. We can trust ourselves. We're resilient. And then any other thing that comes at us in our future, we're like, remember that time we survived this and we got through this? Like we can fucking do anything and looking at it from such a space of empowerment versus space of, you know, I guess, sadness and loneliness. It's like, no, no, we can transform this. Yes. I love it. I love all that. Yeah. A real, real unique opportunity here. And uh, I think, I think like you said, you know, the first step is to really acknowledge and be responsible for the context that we're bringing with mm -hmm. compassion, not judging ourselves or feeling lonely or, or hating the situation. Hey, I want to go, I got a trip planned to do a month long RV trip across Western Canada in September. I've been looking forward to this since Christmas and it might not happen. And it's like, okay. And it might not happen. Okay. And it might, you know, where are you going with this, Simon? Like, what are you focusing on? We don't even know what tomorrow's going to bring. Mm -hmm. So let's roll with the punches. And it might mean RVs are so cheap to get then. It might mean the flights are so cheap to get then. So yeah, our ability to pivot and adapt is what we're working on anyways, regardless of a fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. My mission is you, you know, with my coaching is that people are empowered in any situation. Mm -hmm. breakups yes pandemic let's add it to the list <laughs> any situation yes doesn't matter it's mm -hmm. just there's things to be responsible it doesn't mean it's going to be clear-cut doesn't mean it's going to be easy but it doesn't mean that we're stuck with anything we're not stuck with this yeah so yeah just tons of, i got tons of love for everybody out there right now mm -hmm. and i just really got moved by you talking about everyone in that same position mm-hmm I've been reading a lot right now about um, this thing called the HeartMath Institute. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I think I've heard of it in different studies, but carry on. Yeah, they talk a lot about, they do a lot of studies on uh, meditation, mindfulness, connection, and how that impacts global events. Mm -hmm. And they believe that um, there is some sort of connection towards large groups of people you know, meditating on peace or an idea and that actually impacting uh, wars that have happened. And they have actual scientific data of like when these people congregated like this and had this intention, there was like less shootings or less terrorism mm -hmm. substantially. And it's like, it seems so far fetched to me. And I know anyone listening who hasn't like dabbled in the meditation world, it's going to be like, yeah, you're nuts. Don't worry. I've been there, felt that way too. And I still don't know if I, buy it but it warms my heart mm -hmm. to have that thought and what a valuable thing to spend time on thoughts that feel good yeah like that's that's gonna be so valuable for us okay i'm gonna just hang out on that thought that feels nice and then let's do the next aligned action and the next aligned action and we could have the most fantastic staycation anyone's ever had mm -hmm. yes oh so good exactly like it's 
Exactly. Exactly what you said. Um, and I love that idea of, yeah, when we get to come together in that sense, even though we're so far apart, even though we're not physically necessarily together, <clears throat> we can be together and we can find that, that sense of global community in a way that we've never had before in this global togetherness. Whereas there's been all, you know, so much pointing figures and this person, that person, but like talking to my mom and she was saying like, you know, like after the wars, like, or during the wars, there was such a sense of community and, you know, people connected neighbors and like, it was just this common coming together against something. And so right now it's like, we're globally coming together and it's just a really cool space that no one could have predicted, but it's incredible what we're seeing and what's coming out of it right now. And I'm really excited for our future. I'm really excited to see the yeah. next few months, the next few years, how we're going to radically shift from this event and choosing yeah. to look at it as a positive instead of something that is, you know, hurting us. Yeah. I'm picturing this moment where, you know, we're all free to come and go as we please. Mm -hmm. And people are just kind of smiling at each other in a new way. Like strangers yeah. was like, yeah, I know you went through that. I know you yeah. went through that. Just kind of like this, like, it's kind of, I, I reminded me of like being in basketball. Um, like it's like, a, for me, it was like a brotherhood of all these guys that mm -hmm. have had the blood, sweat and tears, you know, all that stereotypical shit. And, but we just like, we've been in the trenches together. So there's, we're connected no matter what. And now the world is in the trenches together. So yes. it's like, Oh, I love that. You know? Yeah. And so we're just like, man, you and I, we've been through hell and back. You know, mm -hmm. and so I get you. There's this instant like I get you. I get yeah. how that made you feel. Yeah, I felt it too. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I'm excited for the future, and it and it does take something. I think, you know, I want to bring this up again. It does take something for us to be able to manage those uh, waves. You know yes. that you brought before. You don't think for a second that. You just listen to this and now you're not going to have any waves yeah. of fear or anxiety. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Victoria will. I will. That's going to happen. We do now are learning that we have a choice of how big those waves are going to be, how long mm -hmm. they're going to last. You know, we're not here trying to flatten the waters here. We're just mm -hmm. trying to be able to ebb and flow with them. Mm -hmm. Be able to bounce on the top. Like Abraham Hicks says, like a cork on, floating on the surface. Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Cause we're human, which means that we're going to have up and down and just allowing that to flow and allowing that and giving yourself that permission, um, to, to just meet yourself where you're at without that resistance. So. Yeah. So good. Um, so good. I want to just, uh, share one more thing. Mm -hmm. I, I was just watching this, this, this video of this dad pranking his daughters on April fools. He oh my God. Yeah. Did you see this? The school? Yeah, they're like, he's yeah. like pretending that they have school and they're on their backpacks and they're excited to go back to school. And then he says to them, what day is it? <laughs> and then they go, I don't know. Just like so annoyed with their dad. Well, what day is it? And then one daughter realizes it's April Fool's Day and she takes her backpack and she slams it on the ground. She's like, I hate you, dad. And then all the three kids start running up the stairs wanting to like throw their backpack at him. And I was like, how cool that this dad is making their kids laugh and making fun of the situation and like families being connected. That's just what that made me and made me laugh so much.
<laughs> yes. Maybe yeah. you want to be that kind of dad. Maybe you want to be that kind of dad that just like your poor children. No, <laughs> and they're like prank my, my friends. Yeah. No, but like, oh my god, I'm seeing so many cool things. Like, my friend is like doing. Um, she's super into CrossFit, and her mom and her they're all like working out together. My other fam, like friends, are Epic. doing like, family board game nights. My other friends, they're doing family dinners each day. They take a like they each family member takes a meal. Um, or the other one I know they're taking like they're doing theme nights they're doing like Mexican they're putting on sombreros like putting up <laughs> Halloween lights like it's there's so many ways that people are just getting inventive and connecting and it's just super cool so good yeah. things are happening good things yeah. are happening yes, awesome well, anything else for you that was fun yeah no I think that was just a great conversation and Thank you for coming on and having this You're little welcome. Cool chat. Thank you so much for having me. I really, I really enjoy speaking with you on this podcast. Yeah, me too. Any other compliments you want to give? I, do we just start with compliments and end with compliments or is that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you are fantastic and it's been mm -hmm. such a privilege. You know, I've almost known you for a year now, you know, mm -hmm. like eight, nine months. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been such a privilege to see you grow in your own confidence and power and solidarity in your mission like like i can just see how you've also had to deal with the confronting uh challenges of being more clear on your mission and of taking bolder steps and being like i'm gonna go more all in and oh i just realized another way i can go more all in and i'm gonna go there too now and like this progression of you discovering the path as you walk it has been really cool to see. And I just think what you're up to is fantastic. And I hope you infect everybody with it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Wow. You're welcome. I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of expecting a sarcastic joke and like, then you just hit me with that. So <laughs> hey, well, you know, when it comes to acknowledgement, I don't mess around. I know you don't. Well, with that said, I want to say thank you to you because you've been a huge part of my journey um, and really taught me how to transform how I was living. Um, and it just, like I said, you just had a huge impact on my life and I respect you and look up to you so, so much. Um, and I know that you were put into my life for a reason and you've completely changed it. And it's had such a, a ripple effect across my coaching, my relationship with everyone in my life, and it's just positively benefited everyone. So thank you for that gift. Oh, we didn't even make, we didn't even write, make, write that up beforehand. Thank you. Yeah, so you're much. like, and then so, <laughs> thank you so much. I, I, I really got your acknowledgement, and that's, yeah, it's beautiful. I look up to you too. It's a real privilege. Oh, all right. Well, enough of this. Enough, enough of this, this crappy yeah. stuff. All right. Well, thanks so much and have an awesome rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? <laughs> we'll talk soon. And just, just one last thing for the, the audience, the people listening, your wonderful listeners, uh, so much love for you guys. You know, mm -hmm. just so much love for you guys. And we're with you in your ears right now or on your radio or whatever. And we just, we get it. We're in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Here with all of you guys, sending you so much love. All, all right. right. Thanks, Simon. Thank you, too.